Welcome to AZ Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports network, going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride this holiday season, Go see him in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for free case consultation. Their number 800 800 4,600. So, Zach, ugh, I mean, just a, a complete whiff of an opportunity. We had a big post-game show yesterday after the Titans lose to the Bengals 20-16. to 16. Um, I, You know, Mike Vrabel was asked about the decision to, to kick a field goal in fourth and five instead of going for it for a potential uh, game-tying touchdown there in the fourth quarter by the Titans. Uh, he basically said, you know, they wanted to get points, secure points, and then go get a stop. The Titans defense had a couple opportunities, but did force a field goal attempt under two minutes, right under two minutes, a field goal attempt by the Bengals. The field goal was good, but a penalty was called on Titans defensive lineman Kevin Strong for making contact with the snapper on the field goal unit for Cincinnati, which is a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. That That's the rules. That's how it goes. Uh, and it gave the the Bengals half the distance of the goal and an automatic first down to then take a few knees and win that game 20 to 16 to rob the Titans of an opportunity to maybe tie that game at 23 if that were the situation. And so uh, do we want to hear from Kevin Strong first, Zach, or do we want to figure out who the penalty should have been called on? Uh, what do you feel about that? Well, I know who the penalty was called on. And oh. uh, – and- we have evidence on that, so we'll talk about that. I do want to stop you there okay. because you said fourth and five. We talked about that on our post-game show. Yeah. Look, justified Mike Vrabel's philosophy was that get points, rely on your defense. That's what the Titans have been doing all year, relying on their defense. And eventually their defense did get a stop. Now, it wasn't in the part of the field that they wanted to get a stop, but still, nonetheless, they did get a stop and got off the field after third down, forced them to at least attempt a field goal on fourth down. I think the unique part about yesterday was their red zone offense wasn't the same prior to that fourth and five call, right? They hadn't, they'd swung and missed two other times in red zone, had forced to kick field goals. And you're sitting there and you're like, all right, well, they kick another field goal. Hindsight's 2020, and we understand that. And look, I'm not sitting here. You know, Mike Vrabel's decision on fourth and five, I don't think, like, completely cost them the game. I think we're about to talk to what what completely cost them the game. But I do think it was a big move in this game to say, maybe I don't trust my offense as much as my defense. That, at some point, has got to change as you go and you face better competition with higher-powered offenses. Mm -hmm. You've got to believe on fourth and five that you can get it regardless if Derrick Henry's not running the football well, and he wasn't yesterday, but he wasn't confident enough. They kick the field goal, and then they get into this situation, which is a mental situation 
on special teams. Yeah, Yogi says the refs with the weak call, and John says the snapper kept his head down to purposely draw that penalty. The kick was on the way, and the snapper still had his head down. He knew what he was doing. No, both of you guys, Yogi and John, you're wrong. Well, that, hey, that's why they watch the show. Yeah, Austin, that, you don't have to get – don't attack them. I'm let's atta- let's you, let – well, you start to. Let's let the videos and the reaction from the players, yeah. and then let's let the screenshots – Tell the true story. All right. So let's hear from Kevin Strong on the on his reaction to the penalty uh, called on him for making contact with the snapper on the Bengals field goal that then wiped off the field goal and allowed the Bengals to run out the clock. Here's Kevin Strong. Uh, I didn't know I could do yeah, I thought I did my job. I didn't know I did no wrong. I came outside my they say that I um, I guess I hit the snapper in the head or whatever, but I just did what I was supposed to do, so I don't know I'll be better next week. Was your plan just to try to get in there and disrupt the interior and block it? disrupt the interior, get as much penetration as I I could, and be able to hopefully block a kick. Surprised to see the flag? Yeah, I am, but I mean, just got to be better. Have you seen it since? Have you seen a replay? No, I haven't. So there's Kevin Strong. That's probably the first time Titans fans have seen Kevin Strong. Uh, but that's Kevin Strong. Who is Look, I, I think Kevin Strong's done a good job at what he's on this roster to do up until this point when he had that penalty called on. Well, let's go to the screenshot, Zach. Because the penalty was called on 97, which is Kevin Strong. But I, I think, uh, you know, after I called Kevin Strong's penalty stupid. Uh, correct. You can't do that, right? Correct. Yeah, all those things are correct. But I don't think that was on Kevin Strong, Zach, because I'm going to show my screenshots first, then I'll let you rebut before then we go to Mike Vrabel uh, and get him. So here is the first screenshot. As you see, Kevin Strong's, uh, you see Tier Tart. You can see Tier Tart's nameplate right there. Kevin Strong is to the left of our left of Tier Tart. So the snapper is, is bent over, right? 64 is the left guard. Kevin Strong makes first contact with the left guard, then the left guard slides him over into the snapper. Tier Tart makes zero contact with the right guard, which he's supposed to, and makes contact initially with the snapper. The penalty, in my opinion, Zach, should have been called on 93 Tier Tart. Uh, and I I felt after the postgame show yesterday, when I went back and looked at it, I was like, I feel bad. I feel like I need to apologize to Kevin Strong because – that was on Tier Tart. Don't apologize to Kevin Strong. Kevin Strong was the guy that they flagged, and it was the guy that they should have flagged. Mm-mm. And it's it's all about the ref's perception. Look, flags are called all the time on people acting, falling over, whatever it is. But take a look at these screenshots. At the end of the day, and look, it happens boom, boom, right? I mean, that's, that's what the NFL, how it works. But Tier Tart ends up actually doing his job. And, and I'll show you why. So let's look at these screenshots. So here's the second one. Now Tier Tart is getting his hands up. <laughs> look who is actually in the backfield pushing over the long snapper. Here's a longer view uh, from this. Where that flag came from, look at what is be- where the ref is yeah. and what's happening. Yeah. The, I, and I've... I've Made it easier on you, Austin, and the, the, the chat. Matter to me is with this big red circle. That is Kevin Strong bowling over the long snapper. Then the long snapper falls back 
Who is on top of the long snapper? It's not Tier Tart. It is Kevin Strong. And Austin, I'll come with the heavy hitter no. that I truly think proves you incorrect. No. Hands up. Hands up. It doesn't matter, Zach. Tier Tart in green has his hands up. Kevin Strong, look at his arm. Look at that arm and it's circled in oh. red. That arm is essentially what the ref is looking at pushing the long snapper over. This is Kevin Strong's no, penalty, no, no. and that's who it was called on, and that was the well, correct. Uh, I, I mean, look, it, it doesn't matter about who finished the job. Is the initial contact was by Tier Tart, which is the penalty. So Steven says Zach's got you, Austin. No, because Sorry, everything. I, no, it's the truth. Zach, it's the truth. Everything, everything that happened after Tier Tart's made initial contact with a snapper is completely irrelevant. Because Tier Tart's contact with the long snapper at the very beginning of that play was enough for the flag to be called. Now, here's Tart's what I'll say. up. I don't Look care, Zach. It's irrelevant. Is. Zach, it is, that, is, that is literally irrelevant. It does not matter. It, no. Uh, when you say things are irrelevant, that is irrelevant. No, Tier Tart, <laughs> Zach, Tier Tart made contact with the snapper first. But he then gets to this It doesn't matter. Point. You can't, Zach. Look, this is a penalty. It, it doesn't matter what Tier Tart does after that. Him doing that is a penalty Austin, on Tier. The penalty was called based on this. No, it was not. That is not how it works. You cannot make any contact with the snapper at all on on punts, on kicks, on field goal kicks. You cannot touch the guy. And Tier Tier Tart touched him. That well, is Tier Tart's okay, fault. So flag is called. It does not matter. Regardless, matter. you cannot do either. Right. If it was Tart or Strong. This is the biggest moment of the game. You cannot make this boneheaded play just because you want to block a field goal. Everybody I, I, wants to block I know. a field goal. That's, that's why I say T.R. Tart made a stupid decision. Uh, it, by it's Kevin Strong. Look, no, it's not. Dude. Look, it, it was just proven. You want to, do you want to ask the chat after this? Uh, it's yeah. it's literally right here. We can ask the chat. The chat's that doesn't matter. burning you that, down. That doesn't matter. It, the, the penalty was already occurred It does matter. It does not. Now, here's something else that I that I also want to point out. You talking about arms being circled. How about uh, the sleeveless arm of the left guard and the sleeved arm of the right guard just fully engulfing both Kevin Strong and Tier Tart? So if we want to be real, uh, then there should have been offsetting penalties uh, with the Titans having the stupid penalty of hitting the snapper and then double holds by either guard by both guards uh, on that. So if we want to be real, then they should have re-kicked. Uh, that's the, the ridiculous thing on that, but it is definitely a penalty on TR Tart. No, Kevin Strong no, was stop. Do, let's go to the chat. If you really want to be proven wrong, I mean, we're sitting here like we got people all peppered on and saying that you're incorrect. So you that's can't fine. sit here and that's just fine. beat your chest and say how right you are when you come with one screenshot that's before the even play starts. That, like, no, that's the start of the play, look, dude. Look at this. Look who's on top of who. Yeah, Where's because he blocked into him. The point is, that's when the flag was called. No, that's the, the right, flag do you know is the rules because you know the, the long because apparently his back. It doesn't matter. You can't touch him. You can't touch him. You cannot. It doesn't matter if that's he's on his back or saw. not. It doesn't matter that's if he's what on the his ref back saw, or not. Austin, it, Zach, it's what the ref sees. It does not matter. It, the pen, you, if you, Zach, if you put your hand on the snapper's helmet. It's a penalty. It doesn't matter if the snapper falls down or whatever. 
Austin, you've seen enough football. It's about the action of the player. People get hit in the face and they flop. That player gets a flag. The flag is called because the long snapper is on his back and Kevin Strong Jr. has his left arm on his chest on the ground. Again, that's irrelevant. Tier Tork's contact was the initial contact. And that is why there's a penalty call. But let's let's move forward because we're not going anywhere here uh, on this. Uh, so here is Mike Vrabel when asked a series of questions about what happened uh, on that play. What do you got, Jimmy? Uh, they didn't, you know, give me any interpretation. They just said that uh, obviously what that is is it felt like we hit the uh, snapper in the head or neck area. Did they announce strong? Was it tart? I, I don't know. Again, you had the better view than I did. I saw a quick replay. So, what was your take after seeing that replay? Uh, I, I don't know. That that uh, you know, and we're trying to block the kick. That that's all it was. I don't know. We'll have to take a closer look at it. See what it was. You know, it was a quick replay. Well, if we hit him in the head or not, you know, I mean, they 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 felt like we did. I mean, it's not like we lost the game, guys. I, I mean, we can sit here and talk about one play. Like, what else you got? I, I think it was uh, Vrabel was a little uh, peeved to be asked relevant follow-up About follow -up the most questions. important yeah. play Yeah, relevant, the game. super relevant follow-up series of questioning from the media about the play that ended the game. I mean, Vrabel, I get, whatever, but, you know. He was good. irritated. I mean, he's just I mean, irritated at the loss, sure. irritated at the flag, irritated at the, the lost opportunity. I mean, all of that. Oh, and then yeah. now he gets a bunch of questions. This is how Vrabel works. But Absolutely. I do. I'm agree with you, Austin. You can't get upset. Like this is the most important play that just occurred. That nixed your opportunity to mount a drive. That you had the reason why you kicked the field goal on fourth and five was to get an opportunity, right? Like that's the whole philosophy. So I mean, it all trickles down. But I, you can't get upset about the questioning because the this is important. Yes. All right. So let's ask this question because I think this is a good one. What's the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Bengals? What's the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Bengals? We'll get to your comments here in a second, but let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn for any type of injury that you have happen in life or someone you care about and love. If they get hurt, you say, hey, I know you need to go to the Bone and Joint Institute because they'll take care of you. They've got specialists. They can uh, help you with any type of injury that happens, whether it's on the field, off the field, whatever it may be. They've got you also a state-of-the-art rehab facility right there on campus uh, with in Franklin. So if you're on I-65 and you're driving south or, or north from Franklin or wherever it might be, you see Bone & Joint Institute right there from the interstate next to Williamson Med right there. Check them out, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of sports books right here, right now. Go ahead and download it. They've got you hooked up. Risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports and download the app today. All right. So, what's the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Bengals? Now, Caleb says the Titans screen to Swain was the worst play of the game. Now, it, debatable uh jody says Tannehill throwing in the traffic um that's it uh jonathan says downing james says lack of effort i don't know about that uh jonathan is different jonathan says defense didn't play well jackson says red zone scoring jamal says the db sucked all game titans kyle says the o-line is trash 
Blue Man says the field position shifted. Uh, William Jones says bad OC play calling. Top Troop on YouTube says offensive line. Scott on Facebook says downing being downing. Uh, Dwayne says every game the Titans play, Vrabel should only condemn himself for not making the tough des- decisions to make changes. Assad says corners getting beat is why. Uh, O-line, red zone execution. Uh, Steven says the Bengals were prepared for Derrick Henry. Rossi says they lost in the trenches. Red zone play calling from uh, Caleb. Stephen King says downer play calling. Uh, Eric says no run game. Uh, Zach, what do you think? What's the biggest reason why the Titans lost the Bengals? So uh, I think singularly, if you look at the overall game, it is the Bengals found a way to take away the Titans' biggest feature, which is 22. Derrick Henry had a terrible game running the football. And when that happens, you put the Titans in a position to fail, right? I mean, you you really put them to the test, and they failed that test. Now, if you look at the details, I mean, really, singularly, it's the flag. If the flag is not called, then the Titans have an opportunity to prove themselves. We can grade Tannehill adequately. Like, we can look at what the receivers are going to do. Let's see what the the Titans offense can do in a pressurized situation. Can you go down and tie a game and then force overtime or make a big decision like the Jags did yesterday and go for two and the Chargers and go for two? I don't know if that that could happen. They also get to amend them their shortcomings for the first week of the season against the New York Giants because they executed, executed, executed mistake. Now that mistake was a field goal because that's all they needed, but the penalty singularly cost them an opportunity to win the game. But overall, the Bengals' ability to stop Derrick Henry, I mean, you take away that, the Titans are not a very good football team. All right, so just to make sure I got this straight, you, your answer of the biggest reason why the Titans lost the Bengals is because the Bengals shut down Derrick Henry. Yes. Okay, not the penalty at the end. This, the penalty prevents them to win, right? That is like the the logistics of the game, right? The details. The, the penalty is, prevents the Titans from having a chance to tie or win. Yeah, and so, but if you can't tie, you can't win, right? So that's why I'm answering the question is, what what's the biggest reason? They don't get that opportunity. Right. right. And and here's my last point. In NFL football, when good teams play good teams, and like with Derrick Henry running the football, regardless, the Titans are a good football team. They're not a great football team, but they're a good football team. You are going to get in two-minute drives where you need a score. I mean, it happens all across the league. And so, like, we can't be surprised that every game doesn't end up like the Packers last week, right? Like they come down to the wire and the Titans have had a lot of them and they've won a lot of them, but that penalty prevented them from even being close to winning the game because they didn't get a shot. But the Bengals controlled this thing by doing what I think they set forth to do even before the game started. That was their game plan. And the Bengals executed their game plan to a T. All right. So, I, I disagree with your biggest reason why uh, the Titans lost. I, I agree with you saying what the penalty was. Yes, the penalty cost the Titans and, and Todd Downing, Ryan Tannehill, and the playmakers and the offense and the offensive line. Everybody has to do everything with the offense. Cost them the opportunity to have a moment uh, of redemption over the Bengals and trying to go down and 
Ryan Tannehill answered, you know, yeah, yeah. We, we were making, he was like, we were making adjustments with the receivers in the O line on a two minute drive to go down there, either tie or go for two, whatever Vrabel wanted to do. That's how Tannehill answered that. And it's easier to say that when you don't have the chance to take the field uh, because of the penalty. But Zach, the Titans still had a chance to win the game, even with Derrick Henry being stopped for 38 yards on 17 carries. Zach, the biggest reason why the Titans lost is because their offense got to the Bengals' 20-yard line or closer four times and got nine points. Because they That's couldn't it. run the football. Well, That's, but they, they got look, the, look at the Look at those situations when they got in there. They tried to do what they're good at doing, and the Bengals prevented. So you proved my point. No, no, no. You said no, this yesterday on the postgame show. They got down to the red zone. They ran the ball twice. And they incomplete. But again, they couldn't run. They got there by throwing the football. And even the touchdown they scored, they got there by throwing the football in a screenplay and the whole run, fumble, and Burks uh, pounce on the football in the end zone. The problem is that Todd Downing does not have a feel on how to successfully convert in the red zone when Derrick Henry is not working. That's <laughs> Wait, what was that last line? When Derrick Henry is not working. That's the point. The Bengals prevented Derrick Henry from working. You have but again, proven why that's the biggest reason. But you can sit here and blame Downing like the whole chat always does because that's the pitchforks. That's the guy that they yeah. want to kill. I and get so, it. But the fact is, is they couldn't run the football because the Bengals' defense played very, very well, and that's what they wanted to do. And they kept trying to do something. Because that that's who not, they are. I, I know, but like it's like – do something different. That's, right? No, but we 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 bitch and moan when they don't run the ball when they're supposed to. Then you can't bitch and moan when they no, do I, run the football. I, and I, they I agree with that. I agree with that. Yes, you you cannot just move the goalpost back. But and I forth feel better. like that's kind of happening. I'm not here. doing that. I, again, my biggest gripe on Todd Downing is that his situational feel for games is bad. That he doesn't understand in the moment when he needs to go away from something because it's not working and stick with what continues to work way too many times. And again, personnel groupings and snap counts is not all on Todd Downing. It's a joint effort and the offensive coordinator and the position coaches, but too many times a, a Titans pass catcher makes a great play, catches the football, gets up, hands the ball to the ref and goes to the sideline. And like, why is, why can't they keep those guys in there to try to build off these things? And in the red zone, they got into the 20 or closer four times, nine points. That's why they lost the game because they could not figure out how to continue that offensive success once they got to the 20 or closer. Because they couldn't do what they, they do best. That's run the football. But what they was tried, like logically, this is a running football team. We know this. We say it every freaking week. They want to do that. If they could do anything at all, it's not pass deep to Traylon Burks. It's not set up bubble screens to Robert Woods. It's not to go to Hooper on the side. It's not that. It's to run the football with Derrick Henry. So they wanted to do that in the red zone because logically they've had success this year by doing that. But the difference of this game was that the Bengals prevented that. That's second, why they lost. For the so second everything time. in their right mind tells you to do what they're good at. But right, the Bengals took that away. Yes, so don't keep smacking your head but into you don't Mike know Hilton. That. And the, 
in the red zone, yes, they notoriously run the football very well. Yeah, but uh, but the Bengals have been stuffing Derrick Henry now for two straight games with DJ Reader, BJ Hill, and Mike Hilton that knows everything that Ty Downing is going to do in every moment. Uh, real quick, Philip, who gave Sam some lunch money, to the Titans lost because of ignorance. Vrabel and this coaching staff has no adjustment nor a backup plan. If the Titans can't run, can't defend without a dominant pass rush, it's the same problem with three years now. I think there's a lot of validity to what Philip is saying there on YouTube in that, you know, they don't, it's whenever what they are supposed to be good at doesn't work, they don't have the counter. And that's the frustrating part is that there have been so many examples of Derrick Henry getting stopped. We've seen this. And so they've had an opportunity to say, okay, the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, the Ravens in the wild card game, the Bengals in the playoff game last year, and a couple other instances throughout regular season games over the last three years, Derrick Henry has not been effective. Why? Because people load the box, they run blitz, they the safeties are there, they do all these smart defensive things. The Titans should be able to use those examples and have a counterpunch to that, and they don't. Their counterpunch is a rookie, and he's just played the last two games. Their counterpunch is Traylon Burks. There's no one on the offense that's a counterpuncher. You're not going to get knocked out by Austin Hooper. You're not going to get knocked out by two punches by Chig because that's all that they're going to allow him to throw. You're not going to get punched out by Robert Woods. That's why this week we'll talk about A.J. Brown. They had that. He was the counterpunch of this offense. He's no longer there. So they replace him with Traylon Burks, and Traylon Burks is just—he's just had a—he's just a rookie, but, right? But Zach, we have now seen. But three that's games. the reason you asked. I, that's no, the that's, reason. That's, that's fair. I, I'm not discrediting your analysis on my uh, comment, but we have seen now three games since Ryan Tannehill's return from missing two with the with the ankle sprain. And the second half of the Broncos, well, the last drive of the first half of the Broncos game, and second half of the Broncos game. Super net positive passing game. Yes, like they did. They did a, a good. Yes. They did good things. This has been a, the the I, best I, performances through the offensive passing game that all we've three seen. games, right? It, it, because it was uh, the Broncos defense is phenomenal. So let's not, the, just because the Broncos sucked doesn't mean the defense. That was a good pass game performance against Denver. There they weren't a, great a, yesterday, Carolina. But. Well, yeah, but uh, they've kind of given up and they're chirping back at Russell Wilson. They're not riding anymore. And then you go up to Green Bay and you put together your best total offensive output for the season altogether, and then throw for 290 yards without the last two minutes of opportunity to, to do that as well. So the last three games, they've put it together yet yesterday, they were unable to do the, and make the right decisions in the red zone area to capitalize off of what they're building. So like, yes, you can talk about the first six games of the season and the struggles in the passing game, but the last three, and especially the last 10 quarters of play, the Titans passing game has been pretty good and very efficient. Yeah, but... So and, there's no more no more excuses on that. Traylon Burks is proving himself now in back-to-back -back games that he can do stuff. NWI has stepped up the last three weeks after dropping the pass on Sunday Football. Chig, Hooper, Woods, all of these guys have shown the ability to make plays. It's time to start adapting and leaning on them calling on those guys that I named to make plays when 22 is not working. And they're not doing that enough.
So Teddy Wap actually brings up a point that we'll talk about here shortly, talking about the Bengals being a tougher team because uh, some people, some people in the locker room were were uh, asked about that. Noah gives Sam some lunch money. He says the offensive line can't lose at the line of scrimmage. Really missing Bone Ben Jones right now. Jones is the guy that makes the offensive line serviceable. AB is bad at at center. Talk about Aaron Brewer. You know the offensive line at times, but I, I didn't. I thought they started terribly with all the penalties. Like they were mentally, I, I didn't understand why how they started the game. Then there was a time that they settled in. Also, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question and okay. ifs, buts, beers, and nuts question. Sure. All right. And I'm going to ask you that question. But first, I'm going to tell the fine folks about Farmborough Health Plans. Farmborough Health Plans is where you need to go to get your health plan. I got my health plan, and man, I'm glad that I did. Health, dental, vision, I've got all of it with FBHP.com. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. They've got 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. When I switched, I saved 20% per month using Farmborough Health Plans compared to my old plan. All you have to do is get a quote. You look, there's you don't have to switch, but I think once you get the quote, you're going to be like, ah, ah, I probably need to switch. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. Farmborough Health Plans of Tennessee over 200 plus locations in the state. Also, download the BetMGM app. And if you do, use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about yesterday was me again, back to back games, hitting the Austin Hooper over uh, in uh, the 21 and a half on BetMGM. He did that in the first half, and I collected that cash, lost my parlay because of the Baltimore Jacksonville ending, but that's okay. You live to fight. Another day, and you can do that with a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 when you sign up with the BetMGM app using our code ATOZ Sports. It's super easy. Do it right there. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued, knowledgeable for bets, and credit for bets expired in seven days. For problem and game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, bring it. I'm, I'm excited and ready for your hypothetical exercise here. If a penalty was not called on that play and the Titans get an opportunity with no timeouts, do you believe in your heart the Titans go down and tie the football game? I mean, the odds are against them to do that, right? Um, I think it gets real close. I think the Titans do it because, I again, I've watched all those training camp practices and the amount of reps and time they put into the two-minute drill and the success that they do it with. I think they would have gotten in striking distance. So do you, So what you're saying is, do you believe enough in Todd Downing's two-minute concepts to get them down? Yeah, I, I think it would have been something similar to the end of the half, right? Because... The Titans have done that really well. Oh, I no, I, that's why I think this is a valid question. Yeah, I, I do. I, 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 and I think all you can really ask for is I think they get inside the red zone. And I think they have a couple shots at the end zone. And that's, that's all you can really ask for is to get there. And I, and I, I had high confidence they can do that much. Finishing, that's a coin flip. You know, there's possible penalties on a pass interference that you could take advantage of. But my confidence would have been high for them to put things together to get within striking distance to take a shot at the end zone or two. Well, and Malachi is kind of saying 
I think a little bit of what you're trying to say. The two minute concept is the only thing Downing does decent. And that's what everybody criticizes Todd Downing, which deservedly so. I'm not sitting here supporting Downing, but I also, I am not so wrapped up in the Todd Downing hatred because I just. Uh, that's, that's my role. That's, you can yeah. do that. I've never done that. I look at the other facets of the football team and I say, Derrick Henry is excellent, but. Is he the right concept to get you to where you need to go? Does it make more th- things more difficult? Because we brought this up, Austin. You get down to the red zone and you have to resort back to Derrick Henry, right? Because no. that makes logical sense. No, no, but it does. Because it has worked before and this time it didn't, right? This is unique. The Titans were the best team in red zone efficiency. The best out of 32. All the way through 32, doing what they have done. And how they've gotten there is running the football. It hasn't been just this unbelievable. I mean, look at the touchdown passes or lack thereof that Ryan Tannehill has thrown. It's not throwing the football. So they did. Yeah, but that's why I credit the Bengals. The, The Bengals prevented the Titans from scoring. And sometimes you just have to put your your hands up and say, look, that was a really good red, red zone defense. They took away the Titans' number one you know, guy in Derrick Henry when they needed him most. You just got to call that a loss. The two-minute drive, I do believe that they get down to the red zone. I don't know what happens, right? Yeah. Like, I, But I, I think this is a Bengals- one, because the Bengals executed what they wanted to do. I think it's less about, oh, God, Todd Downing's so bad. He's the worst guy ever. I can't believe – like, I don't think it's – that That was not this game for no, me. No, no, yesterday was not a top five bad Todd Downing game. No, no there's been way more egregious uh, over the last year and a half than what yesterday was. But I, I do think I, – I do think the Titans have a good – two minute drill concept. I do. And they've proven that with Dontrell Hilliard as your two minute running back, they're very effective. Dontrell Hilliard had four touchdown catches. And I think all of them are at least inside the 25 yard line or around there. And so I, I think I feel good about that overall. Um, and you know, they've got Hooper who is, converting third downs woods has done it in big moments and i think what Traylon burks has now become the last couple of weeks gives you even more opportunity so well, you hope that Traylon burks and we'll probably talk about this this week can help everybody right he just hasn't had the ability to help everybody because he was just finding his sea legs the first couple of games of the season didn't play you know the buffalo bills nobody played in the second half really right so like he didn't have that many games to figure out who he is as an NFL wide receiver within the Titans offense. Now, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, you're already in like week 12, 13, that that's kind of when things are going, but Hey, that's fine. As long as it happens before the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Peak in December. Don't, you know, you know, get steady through October and November, get going in December. Well, you want to find what you, you wanted to find what Traylon Burks is good at, I right? Think they got Early it. on, I think so they you could do more of it. Well, yeah, but the injury that is nobody's fault. It's not the trainer's fault. It's not the turf's fault in Indianapolis. It's not Traylon Burks' fault. It's not anybody's fault. You get turf toe and you're out for five games you know, or four games. What are you going to do? But now he's got, what, nearly 200 yards 
uh, receiving the last two weeks. It's something you're building on for the last uh, six, uh, five, six games of the season to go do something legitimate with it and then see what happens. You're going to be in the playoffs, like knock on wood, Jacksonville just doesn't go on a tear. Uh, and, and, and you should win your division to set that up and to see what happens there. So, yeah, I think the Titans and Tannehill get down the field in a minute 47 and give them a couple shots at the end zone. And you would like to see a opportunity for Traylon Burks to arrive officially in the NFL with a big moment. And again, the penalty called on Kevin Strong that could have also been called on Tier Tart robbed everybody of the opportunity to answer several questions. Can Tannehill do it against the Bengals? Can Todd Downing finish? Can Traylon Burks and these other weapons make big plays? Can the O-line hold up? All four of those questions are left unanswered because of a stupid penalty that was the correct call by the officials to end that game. All right, so let's talk about another storyline within this game, which is physicality. And we're going to hear from Derrick Henry, and we're going to hear from Jeffrey Simmons because we're really going to have to decide who laid down the law. I mean, that, that that's – and I haven't heard actually either of these clips, so I'm excited for to hear Henry and Simmons when asked about the physicality of, of the nature of what Sunday was, Bengals versus Titans. But we're going to have to figure out who laid down the law. Yeah, who laid down the law in Nissan Stadium. But let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman. They're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you get hurt in a car wreck, that's an unfortunate thing that – but it happens, but you have to know and be prepared on how to get every dollar you deserve. And that is by going to Hughes and Coleman and calling them for a free case consultation. 800-800-4600 is their phone number. Super easy. 800-800-4600. They've recovered over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 30 plus years across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky and have the resources and the muscle to battle the insurance company for you to get the money you deserve when you've been injured in a car wreck, that's Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans at 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They're hooking you up with great deals. New users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with that promo code A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. All one word, promo code right there in the promo code tab. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. All right, so this question here we're going to ask, you know, who laid down the law? Normally, we've got the person who laid down the law, but uh, who was the more physical football team yesterday, the Bengals or the Titans? Uh, Let's play uh, Derrick Henry first, and then we'll play Jeffrey Simmons. Here's Derrick Henry when he was asked about uh, the Titans' physicality or lack thereof yesterday. It's a rare thing for for you guys, but do you think they wound up being the more physical team? I would think so because, you know, we just couldn't get nothing started in the run game and, like I said, they had a plan. They came in to execute it, and, and they played better than we did. We feel like you got. So there's Derrick Henry, and here's uh Cold Big hard Jeff. truth. I mean, here's Big Jeff. Physicality has also been, you know, a big thing for you guys up front. Do you feel like today Cincinnati was the more physical team? I just answered that. I don't think they were more physical enough. I think what it was. I mean, I don't think nobody was got knocked off the ball, and we just missed hella tackles. We missed a lot of tackles, and. Um, when it came down to making a play, we, did, we couldn't make. We didn't make a play. They made a lot. I think they had like four or five X plays. That's that's what they did. You know, making plays downfield, and we didn't quarterback scrambling. We're not on the same page. So I don't think it came down to physicality. I think it just 
communication, everyone doing a job. So there's your offensive. Well, both were watching the game because Derrick Henry couldn't run the football. He realized that. And Jeffrey Simmons realized he was looking back, and those X X plays were made on the outside against the Titans' corners. Because that, that that that's what I said yesterday. The one word was outside because he's talking about those massive plays in crucial moments that extended drives. He also he also recognized you know the defensive line not getting after Burrow as much as they could have, but two different trains of thought, well, but also two different sides of the. Yeah, point. I think they're both right. I think they're both right. I think the Titans offense got bullied by the Bengals defense. I don't think the Titans defense got bullied by the Bengals offense. I just think. The Bengals played better. Like I don't think lack of physicality was a problem for the Titans defense. I, I don't think it's that. I just think what Jeff Simmons said, and I agree with, is that they missed tackles. They were in the right spot on in some points and did not finish tackles. And then T. Higgins is good. And T. Higgins is really good at catching back shoulder jump balls on the sideline. It's been that way I mean, since that's kind was, of bullying. It's bullying corners. Yeah, but that's not like out physical that's not like a physical beatdown in my opinion that's just making a good play and it, like i guess when i think i think the titans o-line got pushed around the titans defense did not get pushed around they just got beat in some spots yeah so it's defining the word bullied right yeah, like yeah like the, the titans defense was in position they just lost the play yeah i i, I do think you know you knew without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon that they were going to rely on their two guys that I think they have the most confidence in. And look, it looked like they were going to get bullied early on when Samaje Piran drove David Long Jr. like first play of the game. Now, he obviously, you know, David Long Jr. got back up and, and played well. But T. Higgins and, and Hayden Hurst, those were the two guys that they were going to target because those are the only two guys that they had. But they were successful in that. Hurst made some big plays with those turnarounds. I mean, he did. You know, almost 60 yards. And again, the T. Higgins thing just continues to burn fans in the state of Tennessee. Like, right, grew up outside of Knoxville, was a five-star receiver, uh, went to Clemson, uh, helped Clemson win a lot of games. The Titans could have drafted T. Higgins in the 2021st round. They go with Isaiah Wilson. T. Higgins goes like seven picks later to the Bengals, and then there you go. Right? Hindsight. And but then T. Higgins had a big game in the playoffs, and T. Higgins had a big game yesterday. And T. Higgins is good. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. T. Higgins is very good. He's been good for a long time, and he's been hurting the state of Tennessee for the entire time. So my answer is this answer. It's a rare thing for, for you guys, but do you think they wound up being the more physical team? I would think so because, you know, we just couldn't get nothing started in the run game. And like I said, they had a plan. They came in to execute it, and, and they played better than we did. We feel like you guys. The Bengals took away the one thing that has let the Titans win games, right? The reason why they've won seven games is because of one singular man. It's that man you just heard. And the Bengals were more physical because that's the only way to take away 22. It's not finesse. You're not going to finesse Derrick Henry. You're going to have to be more physical at the line of scrimmage, get penetration, wrap up his arms uh, before he gets to that line, and take him down. And they did that. I mean, 
you know that the Titans shouldn't win football games when Derrick Henry has 17 carries and only 38 yards. They they just shouldn't. It doesn't make logical sense. And unfortunately, they didn't have an opportunity at the end of the game. But Derrick Henry tells us who laid down the law. Over, I, I think both are correct, but I yes. think one is more correct. Yeah, and that's yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry is spot on with, and you know, he was a good question, and it was a straight answer. And you know, you got to give credit to Derrick Henry for giving that answer straight because Derrick Henry is not a guy who likes to admit that his team got out physicaled, especially against an AFC rival. I mean, look, they just they punked you out. That's what you talk about the rival, the 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 revenge game. Revenge is best served with a win, not yeah. a loss. <laughs> and and again, that's why I said in our pregame show when we we're going through the who's got the goods, I, I wanted to go Derrick Henry because I thought Derrick Henry would be ready for this game. But what I say, ah, DJ Reader is just a freaking monster, and DJ Reader, BJ Hill are Titans run game killers, and Mike Hilton has a beat on what the Titans want to do offensively off the edge from his safety slash nickel spot. And there are not many Titan run game killers in this league. Well, the Bengals got two of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and, why you don't want to face them in the playoffs. And, well, have you looked at the uh, pl- current playoff standings? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that'll change. That'll change next week. Maybe. Uh, I was going to say tonight, but uh, the Steelers and Colts aren't changing that. No, that that will not move for another week. But yeah, the the Titans currently slated uh, to play the Bengals in the wildcard round uh, if things stay the same here. So yeah, the Titans are going to have a tough wildcard matchup regardless of who they might end up uh, facing and hosting in January. All right, it is eSports here live on this Monday. It's time, Zach, for... Uh, the Monday, ask me anything, but first tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna have a time with this. Okay. We this is we're gonna have a time with this, and you're gonna have a time in your brand new vehicle at Wilson County Hyundai. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com and get hooked up with a great ride. Whether it is their Palisade, whether it is their Sonata, they've got the Elantra. They've got you hooked up. Perfect make and model. <clears throat> Excuse me, and they've got it right down the road. Quick trip down I forty exit two thirty six. It is, I mean, it is unbelievable what kind of deal you can get at Wilson County Hyundai. Family owned and operated. They also have the Ionic, which is battery powered. All their other vehicles are fuel efficient. All the bells and whistles at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. BetMGM is the title sponsor of our morning show and a great relationship that we've got with them. So jump on board with us, download the app, use our code ATOZ sports risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football after your first deposit. Zach time for a, uh, we're going to have a time with it. What's the question we've got today? Well, it has to do with time. Uh It has to do with time. And this is if science, if scientists were ever going to figure out how to travel through time, wouldn't we now be seeing people from the future? So this blew my mind when I read that, that this morning. I'm going to read it again. If, science, if scientists were to f- ever going to figure out how to travel through time, wouldn't we now be seeing people from the future nixing the possibility 
of being able to travel through time. So, you know, Back to the Future is a all-time... You've never seen Back to the Future. Yes, I have. Come on. I, I, that's a, you've never seen a, a good amount of movies. Yeah, but most of the movies that I haven't seen were made, were made like post-2004. Okay, so you have well, seen once Back to I, the Future. Once I got like through high school and into college and beyond, I, I no longer watch movies. But as a kid, yeah, I've seen all those. all Everything, most things minus the Titanic pre-2004 so did this nix time travel does it nix time travel why would it nix time travel because if it was already created wouldn't people from the future already come back i guess i'm not understanding where you're trying to go with it so if scientists were ever going to figure out how to travel through time wouldn't we now be seeing people from the future? You want me to read it again? No, I I don't know how to answer that. Well, that's why this is asking me anything. Because we're in the present. Correct. We we think. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But do you... I see where you're coming from. Because it's future and past, right? It depends on... So wouldn't we see people from the future? I don't think so yet. But then how could they see somebody from the future? You see? True. Yeah, no, I think, no. How, how could we go back and talk to Abraham Lincoln if that hadn't happened, right? Yeah. Or that had happened. So so the question is under the preface <laughs> it's a mind of, well, the, yeah, the question is under the preface that time travel has been created. If time travel has already been created, then yes, we probably do see people from the future. But that's a massive if, obviously. It's just people from the future without the intelligence that they already had. Well, and, you know, Ty said they wouldn't necessarily let it be known they're from the future. I don't know if I believe that. So Darius says, so does this mean time travel never can exist? Yeah, that's uh, Darius. That's what I'm getting at. That's when I first read it for the first time, that was my first inkling is that then this nixes time travel. So Mike says, Austin, if time travel is created in the future, then people from that era would be here. Now I understand that Mike, I, I think it's the question is presented as if time travel is a real thing. So the answer is yes. The answer is yes to what? To the question, which is, would if time travel is real, would we be seeing people from the future? The answer is yes, if it's but, already real. But, but we, we don't, don't know if 
people yeah. are from the future. You're saying you cannot confirm that. Well, you don't, I mean, they're probably not going to, Hey, Hey everybody, I'm from the future. Like, wouldn't, why wouldn't you? Because that messes, because they're coming from somewhere where they have to be very pointed and delicate. <laughs> so they're spies. No, they're just trying to not blow up everything. They're trying to come in, maybe make some small changes here and there to help them 30 years down the road, but not make massive tweaks. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think that time travel cannot happen. Amber says, Austin, what are you smoking? Uh, time travel real. Amber, I'm playing the game here. Like, I, the question's premise is that if time travel is real, then yes. Yeah, because it says if scientists were ever going to figure out how to travel through time, wouldn't we now be seeing people from the future? So that's why I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if. But it's it's a massive if, yes. And I don't think that we are seeing people from the future. So I think that time travel, humans it's, will not it's, be able. It's, it's not asking if you believe time travel can be real or not. It's asking if time travel is real, are we going to be, now would we be seeing people in the future? From the future. It's not asking if you believe it's going to happen. It's, if time travel is real, would we be seeing people from the future? Here is always something that I fall back on when you talk about this stuff, which is if you travel through time, you may not be on Earth. Because the universe is so big, I always fall back to space. Space is so big that you could have traveled through time to get to another planet or another galaxy. That makes more sense to me than because Earth is tiny. Mm -hmm. It's minute. It is it is just maybe, a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So that I think that's how I think. I don't know if there's an answer to this, but now Chris says uh it's sort of Israel, just not how we think. Movie intergalactic shows how it works. I and that's something I have not seen because it was made post-2005. And Philip again giving Sam more lunch money today. Philip's double dipping into into a Sam's lunch money fund. Um, we won't notice people from the future, but only our reality would change in the present. Think multiverse. Multiverse. Yeah. Well, all right. That's enough thinking. Okay. That works for today. We'll I see. Will you say Philip got me to a point where I really I went down a path because <laughs> the yeah, multiverse. I mean, Imperial Starscream says, "Damn, someone sent a super chat on the time travel uh, conversation." Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's that's why we do it. Uh, the Monday ask me anything because you never really know what direction it's going to go, and we'll have some weird conversations because that's kind of fun sometimes. But we will see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like the show on our YouTube channel right there uh, for more Titans content. Uh, we'll have it from the locker room all week. Buck rising will be live tonight. It is esports prime time at 8 PM central. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Appreciate it. As always talk to you later. Adios.